Bees in the Snow, the mini episodes. I am your host, JC, and I'm here with... Kristen. Kristen! So, this is our uh, little breather um, episodes. We're going to have four of them in total, and this is the first one. So, pretty much the whole concept, we're just making tiny episodes about random topics, something that we feel like we couldn't dedicate a full episode in um if not if it was like a really broad topic so we were like you know what why not let's do something like that um so for our first mini episode here let's see you having some issues there with the mic can you hear i always just grab the wrong headphones ah okay (laughs) i was like hmm something's up here okay so for our first um episode we are talking about virtual idols. Uh, so if you don't know what they are, it's literally the name. Virtual, not real. Um, idols, more just just say personalities. Um, and in most cases, they're singers in some sense. Um, so I have here a little thing that kind of goes. I did a little bit of Googling, like wrote not super in-depth Googling. So Mm -hmm. some of this stuff might be inaccurate. So um, I guess to start off, what are some uh, virtual idols you know, Kristen? Um, I honestly don't think I could name any, but I saw recently about that virtual K-pop boy group that's going to happen or something. Hmm. Interesting. They had released a photo of one of the boys mm-hmm. in the group, and I was like, what is that? And then I saw that it was a virtual idol, and I was like, they really made it look like a real person. That's kind of creepy. Right. <laughs> Indeed. Um, I haven't heard of this person, uh, but I guess I can start here. So I just looked up on Google, as one does, um, who is the first virtual idol? And it says here uh, that the first virtual idol was Lin Min Mei, a fictional singer who was one of the main characters of the anime anime television series Super Dimension Fortress Macross from 1982. Oh. So, and then the animated film adaptation Macross, do you remember, Love, 1984. So I was like, huh, that's that was interesting. So then I looked into another article, clearly the next one afterwards. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it goes a little bit more to detail with like the history of uh, virtual pop art stars, right? So if you know anything about this topic, you might be familiar with Hatsune Miku. I was I was literally about to say I just realized like Vocaloids yeah, and stuff Vocaloids. like that would count as that. So yeah, I guess yeah. I know. So Hatsune, Hatsune Miku is a uh, Japanese um, Vocaloid virtual idol. Yeah. Uh, there's a reason for Hatsune. Uh, I forget what's the they're like the kanji for for that name. Oh, it's specific. <laughs> it's specific to something like like first something. It's like I'm, world and then something. Um, but Miku, I think it's just like generally the name. Like mm. Miku, just be Miku. Um, so that's kind of the more the most well known. Um, virtual idol just because the internet especially early YouTube and how she gained popularity 
if you remember the fine bros um when they did reactions i think a lot of people in the united states or i guess in the uh west were introduced to hatsune miku through that if you weren't a part of it or if you weren't um looking at those um mmds or uh what do you call those there, there's like the those videos of like people who who would put like emo songs with like really like bad transitions from uh movie maker like i'll show like pictures of like like whatever like the music's playing and they'll play like pictures like really old youtube oh yeah mm-hmm. okay yeah. so stuff like that um so pretty much you know it, it talks about her you know Tinamiku just being the global star she is blah blah, blah. Um, and then it goes that, um, that the original efforts to kind of like, you know, to create this type of like virtual idol started around the like 1990s, um, when the quality of 3d modeling software improved. Um, so apparently the, um, this one character from like a dating simulator in 1994 called, uh, Shioi. Uh, Fujisaki uh, was like gaining popularity or whatever. So a talent agency uh, went to create a virtual idol, a pop star in 1995. And so they created um, someone called Kyoko Date. And I'll show you, I'll show I'm showing Kristen the video so she can kind of see who I'm talking about here. So you can tell that it's like really PlayStation 1, yes. PlayStation 2 era. Oh my gosh. Like this reminds me of like DDR kind yeah, of thing. Like it not reminds playing any of the me music. of like Final Fantasy X. Mm-hmm. <laughs> isn't that the one where, isn't that the one where, where um, she's like, she does like the, mm, like a really weird, yes. like, yeah, <laughs> that weird so, scene yeah. <laughs> or like weird scene out of context. Um. So pretty much, let's see here. Yeah. So they essentially, talent agency decided to create this idol. Um, and then they, it, it was like Kyoko Date was the finalized product. And it was the first majorly publicized attempt at a virtual idol. Um, so it's, it says that she still required two human voice actors to provide her singing and speaking voices. Uh-huh. Compared to what we see with like Hatsune Miku, which is just um, one uh, human voice that has been put into a program and then changed so it becomes like speaking ish, more singing. Um, so it was done and people were like, yeah, it's okay. But then she kind of, um, uh, Okay, like I think her overall uh, legacy was like decent, but many people, of course, um, were comparing it to video games at the time, right? Because it didn't seem too too realistic or like you know something that could really stand a chance of time. Around then, uh, apparently after that, um, uh, Horipo is like the company who produced her. Uh, there's a new uh like a south korean music industry's first attempt emerged from a much smaller group so a company called adamsoft began working on their first male digital artist in 1996 and unveiled adam near the end of 1997 um 
And it says like it looks similarly just kind of like unpleasant to look at. And I doesn't show me um vid, the video of it, but I think it's this guy in the middle. <laughs> really weird i was like oh my gosh that is so funny look him up is really weird just because it's like an an early attempt a cgi attempt to making like a human and of course it looks really bad um so he released two albums compromised mostly of um melancholy ballads and a few bouncy something mixed in um and then he also starred in multiple ads for a lemon soda so that was Kind of interesting. Um, and then after that came Luisa, Claudia, and many more. Um, and then it says, even Kyoko Date made a play for the Korean market, debuting in 1999 as Diki. <laughs> and released an entire album's worth of material. Uh, so it was still, you know, people trying to um, figure out how to advertise um these type of models and stuff like that it's really odd and then apparently the next one here is yuki terai uh so it says for the most part yuki terai was a less interesting kyoko date appearing initially in 1997 but reaching peak visibility at the turn of the century terai performed pop songs starring and i can't see like these this article for some reason they have the these highlighted things, and it's just like so scratchy, <laughs> impossible to see. Uh, something music, oh, toothpaste ads, and release music video compilations. Um, so let's see if I can do this without playing any music. Apparently, this is called Yuki Terai Secrets, My Dream, or My Dream. Oh, gosh. <laughs> okay, here, there you go. <laughs> it's, doesn't she look like a Tekken character? Like, yes. like the Tekken style of, of games, of how they're yes. animated. Yes, oh my gosh. Right? It seems weird. <laughs> Especially the hair. The hair just looks very, like, you can see every individual strand, but it's just flat. It doesn't move. It's, like, barely jiggles anything. But here comes the interesting part, which I did not know. Hmm. Um, so we're familiar with Vocaloids, right? Yes. You have, like, Hatsune Miku. Um, you have the Twins. Uh, Lin and Ren Kagamine. Um, there is Luca, who's a pink hair girl, and there's Kaito, which is a blue guy, blue hair guy. Um, so I think those like are like the main people for the crypto, uh, or yeah, I think it's called Crypto Entertainment, something like that. The company that makes them. Oh, okay. Um, but um, it says here, ironically, the idea of Vocaloid software emerged from a project to make actual humans sound better. In the mid-1990s, Japan's Yamaha teamed up with researchers at Barcelona's Pompru Fabra University <laughs> to work on a project codenamed Elvis, a voice-modifying technology intended to for use during karaoke. Bad singers would suddenly sound great. <laughs> Ultimately, the product finished without a realized the project finished without a realized product, but the findings from that time were applied in the creation of a singing synthesizer software meant to offer the most realistic sounding computer generated voices possible. So Vocaloid went on the sa- went on sale in 2004. That's the name of the, the program mm-hmm. software. Yeah. So when we were talking about Vocaloids, um, it's just different softwares with containing different 
um, voices of people that got turned into like synthetic or whatever. Mm-hmm. So it says, I went say on 2004, allowing users to create their own digital singers thanks to detailed sound banks. Um, the, thir- the first three versions of the software could generate English language voices and were named uh, Leon, Lola, and Miriam. But the boxes for each product were minimalist in design, featuring only male and female lips. Yet the first Japanese language offering from Krypton, there you go, Fr- Krypton Future Media later that year, managed the most successful of all by putting a young anime woman in something close and its name Meiko. I'm not sure if you're familiar with her. I feel like you, if you see her, you might have seen um, this character before. I'm just waiting until... Oh, there we go. So... There we go. You might have seen her. Mm. Not fully familiar. No. Like if you play any of the Project Diva games, she shows up there. Oh, but okay. I thought. See, I thought that she like. I know she was like, is established by Krypton, but I didn't know that she was. She's the predecessor before Miku, which is weird because I was like, oh, I thought Miku was the first one that they created right. as the idol, but no, it's apparently her. Mm, okay. And then it said Mako moved around three thousand copies at that time, like. Not that much. Uh, far mm. more than any other initial offerings and said the template Hatsune Miku would use to become massive. Yeah, I was going to say Miku is just the one that popped off. Yeah. Like, <laughs> she's like, yo, <laughs> let's go full Japanese here with the long hair, you know, and everything. Because, you know, Mako, like her whole character, she just looks like a Japanese mm-hmm. woman. That's yeah. it. Yeah. So, of course, they have like the world is mine video, you know. We, we know these. We've seen this. Um, but apart from that, um, there is, I guess, as we're talking about, like, we can transition that to, like, modern day, right? Um, so we have groups like the Gorillas. Uh, gorillas. Yes. They're technically speaking a virtual idol group because they're not real. You know, they're not human, but they still have, like, their voices and they sometimes appear in cartoons or whatever. Like, they have, like, their concerts when Mm -hmm. they show up in um, holograms. There we go. Yeah. So you have that. Um, And I guess also tying with this, like, at that time, the trying to do holograms was, like, a big thing around that time as well. Because they have, like, the infamous Tupac when he had uh, passed away. So they did a two like they did a Coachella concert and Tupac showed up with uh, Snoop Dogg. Yes, but if you look at that video, you see that he's like sliding around, like he doesn't look put in place as oh. he's walking or he's standing. It mm. looks like he's sliding because they were trying to, they were still trying to perfect like this person looks like they're in stage, actually walking around in this on the stage. So then, how did the gorillas do it? Because the gorillas have been around since the early two thousands. Like their their hologram, yeah. Well, they're more stationary, and it was mainly True. because they also they weren't interacting. Because I think Tupac was before the Gorillas did their their version of the hologram. Because they did a concert where they were in hologram, um, or they were in like a award show. I know, and they they, sh- they showed up there, uh, but they're more like stationary. I mean, you have 
the drummer guy. He's like in the back, so he's not gonna move too much. Wait, so did the gorillas never do concerts before that? No, they did, but they were like more set put compared to like okay compared to the time. And then you had moved that a little bit forward. You had uh, Michael Jackson's hologram, which was at the time more advanced technology to do it. Yes, Michael Jackson had residency in Vegas. Mm-hmm. It was <laughs> Michael weird. Jackson's hologram. Yeah. <laughs> And they, and they showed it, like, I saw some behind the scenes of that, um, how they created it. Mm-hmm. And pretty much they just have this guy um, dress up in, like, the whole outfit that Michael Jackson's in. It's the air conditioning mm-hmm. or something. Yep. Uh, <laughs> um, but they pretty much, in, like, live, they just transplant his face onto it. Oh, Okay. Like they pretty much already went like back in like created like a digital version of his face and pretty much made him like talk or whatever. Mm. And then they just put it on him. So then it looks like smooth when everything is happening. Interesting. Okay. And but then again, also that that time, the their style of uh, holograms is, you know, a lot of screens, like really clear screens. Mm-hmm. And they're put at angles so they it looks you can see like field of depth, right? And so then, then, then you, then you know, there comes Japan, and it's like, okay, we're gonna make it better. Yeah. And it's between six to eight um, panels of glass, or like, yeah, glass Oops. in some sense. Mm-hmm. And that helps it, um, helps create it so that the character looks like they're, like when they're standing, they're standing, not floating around, mm. and they can actually like move around, like interact, quote unquote, with like the. The rock band or like the the musicians are playing live yeah. there, right? So it ma- makes it pretty interesting yeah, there. Interesting. Um, and then we can pass even more now to with like you know Espa with their eye <laughs> and their attempts. It's like okay, you know, it's it's there. Um, League of Legends. Um, it's like a popular KDA. Yeah, KDA. Uh, they. <laughs> it, it was so bad. Like so, KDA had attempted. Um, it's another virtual group, uh, but these are basically based on characters from their game. Yep. Of League of Legends. Yep. So for their f- world finals, they decided to. Uh, they had released a song with the group, and then they were going to perform it, but because I think it was during COVID times, so. They didn't have enough time to really like plan things out the way they wanted to. So then when they showed up on stage, the lighting looked off. They just <laughs> they looked like really melted, odd looking. Uh, oh. if, if you like zoomed in or like if you paid attention, it just looked odd. And people took pictures of it and oh. everything. Like, and it just showed because, you know, time constraints and COVID, it definitely hindered a lot of it. Yeah. But previous years, um, they have done a really good job. Like even when they KDA first appeared, like mm. it looked good because it just seemed like they were there with the actual singers. Mm-hmm. Although you could kind of see them sliding a little bit, but it was because they were um, you. Ha- they had like the camera that was set for like the actual singers that are performing, and then they kind of are putting live these markers, and it's tracking the. The, the models of the KDA members or whatever. Mm. Um, so that's kind of what they're doing. The same technology they're using with um, 
Espa with their eyes whenever they show up for like a, a few seconds with the same clothes. <laughs> and it's like, okay, cool, whatevs. Um, but I do know about what you're talking about earlier about the boy group. This is called Super Kind. Oh, is that what it is? Yeah. Okay. So Super Kind, I don't look it up anything yet. Um, so Super Kind is a South Korean boy group under Deep Studio Entertainment. I thought it was SM, and it's not. I was like, oh. oh. So it consists of five members, Seijin, Damion, Yujin, Jeon, and Seo. Uh, they were formerly known as Yours Project. Since some trainees left the company, the Yours Project ended. They rebranded and started to reveal a new member, uh, the new members, on November 29th, 2021. Okay. Didn't know that. And debuted in June 20, 2022. How long it took them to debut? That took a while. Yeah. Because they're trying to get it down with the single watch out, right? So, um, pretty much it's four actual boys <laughs> and then one, I like, virtual guy. So, it says here on his profile, if you look at the, the K profiles, mm-hmm. it says stage name, Seijin, birth name, Jung Seijin, position, vocalist, rapper, birthday, March 7, 2002, okay, zodiac sign, Pisces, <laughs> Height, 128 centimeters. Weight, 82. none. 182 centimeters, not 128. Oh, sorry, 182. <laughs> He's super small. <laughs> um, and then blood type A. Okay, whatever. Um, his is his hometown is Busan, South Korea. He was the first member to be revealed on November 29th, 2021 on Twitter. And he is an avatar AI. And then, yeah. But then, of course, all the other guys, they, they kind of brush him so much to kind of look similar to this guy. But when you look at him, he just he just looks like a Tekken fighter. <laughs> like a modern version of the Tekken I mean, games. he looks like a K-pop idol. It's just... Um, yeah. Okay, I'm going to show her. It's 30, 39 seconds, and we're going to give her a live reaction of his debut project like thing. Oh, here we go. So, actually, let me light it up a little bit here. This is, like, the last thing. Um, so... He, he like okay he's like semi realistic but it's like odd, right? It like doesn't make sense. It's like oh, that that next snap. <laughs> if you look up Seijin, S A E J I N, and look up his like intro video, and you'll understand kind of what we're talking about here. It's really funny. He's like okay, dark night, and then it's like robotic, and that makes him look like he's like just. A model, like robot model, like okay, cool. Okay, so my question is for Sejin, mm-hmm. is it someone who's doing his voice? Like, do they have a member that does his voice, or is it a Vocaloid type thing? I don't know because, okay. well, because if there is someone that's doing his voice, was he just really ugly or <laughs> something? Right. Like, like, why do they have one single AI member in this K-pop group? <laughs> right. Okay, but then they just released like a few days ago. A compilation of them dancing right it's like all the members and then he's like in the middle um this is the only time he actually opens his mouth he doesn't open it after all and any other part of the video and at some points he looks realistic and at other points he doesn't it's like the other members shine but he of course they're putting him as the center stage and it's like okay whatevs 
Um, so it's like, cool. Yo, if I was the other boys in this boy group, I would feel gypped. Because <laughs> it's so awkward for the, like, they did, I mean, he went to the side for a little bit, but mm-hmm. I'm, the AI person is mostly in the middle, and their choreo that the real people are doing mm-hmm. is based on whatever the AI person is doing. I would just feel so gypped. Like, the AI person is the star of this group. Right. Okay, I got to show you. Um, okay, so then he's, they gave him a second, uh, like a new outfit, I guess, and where he's like wearing a hoodie. But if you look at the physics of the hoodie, there's a point in this clip where it clips into his neck. Oh, gosh. It's really funny. I was like paying really close attention. And it just looks like it's floating everywhere. <laughs> right? It, what it in looks the world? out of place. It looks really bad. What in the world is happening? It, it looks like, like, of course, he's like dancing, but it looks like his, his hoodie has no oh, gravity, sense yeah, of gravity. It's, it's just floating. It's bouncing around like it's like a, a slinky or something, <laughs> you know? Like, doesn't make any sense at all. It's just really like like okay. the hoodie strings make a little bit more sense. Yeah, but like the hood the part hood itself. itself is really bad. Yeah, it looks really bad. But anyway, what in at least world? in this compilation, when they show them all dancing, they give actually the members like some individual time, or mm-hmm. like you know, it's just them and not him, because you know, like hey, we can't afford that budget for for constantly animating him dancing, so. I don't know. It, that, that seems pretty interesting just to see, you know, okay, well, where, how, how far we've come with it, right? And um, let's say, example, with um, Disney, uh, with what's the name of the movie? Um, the one with the jazz player, the musician. Mm, oh, my God. Soul. Soul, yeah. Is that what it is? I think it's Soul. I don't know. I watched it, but I fell asleep during it. Yeah. Okay. It's so. Um, so like they, I was watching some behind the scenes of that, and they showed you know how even like in the movie when you look at it, like when he's playing the the piano with his hands, they're doing it accurate, or whatever. But then they give him like so much texture, right? And then like the face, there's like texture. He doesn't look super smooth mm-hmm. as like a character. They're giving him more texture to seem more realistic, and I'm like, okay, that's pretty cool. Yeah, but again, this is like um, not proportionate to like actual humans' proportions. You know, it's more cartoonish. So I wonder, you know, how long would it take? I imagine not that long, but we're gonna see that crossover between um, the you know, like this what we we're seeing with Sajin, You know, like dancing and everything. Like the clothes look for the most part okay. Um, but with more realistic um, qualities. Because even so with him, like, within, like, K-pop and stuff like that, there is, like, this, um, you know, brushing effect or, like, even with their makeup or whatever. So they look really, like, smooth and, like, blown <laughs> blown out in some sense, mm-hmm. right? Uh, so it, it makes sense how why this character looks like this or, like, why this, not this person, this AI looks like this. Um, but if you were to, you know, let's say put it in real life, it just seems unnatural. So I, where, at what point can we get there where we can connect all that? Of course, it'll be kind of creepy, you know, cause it's like, okay, but this person never exists. Um, so 
I don't know. It'll be pretty interesting to to see um, how far we can go with it. Uh, any final thoughts? <laughs> I, you know, um, different strokes for different folks. <laughs> um, you like what you like, but mm. I personally, in a way, <laughs> find a virtual entertainment not entertainment but virtual singers yeah. stupid. yes <laughs> um no i mean like okay i get it for at home the concert part i don't get that much yeah. i'm like i w- would not pay to see a hologram honestly mm-hmm. i would not pay to see a hologram i get for some of the dead people like michael jackson or whatever like it's a chance for people to see what they couldn't see when he was alive because yeah. he's now dead I kind of get that. Mm-hmm. Um, but like Hatsune Miku, like yeah. someone who's like not even really a person. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't get it. Yeah. <laughs> I don't get it. And maybe I will never get it. And that's fine. Would you go see Super Kind? No. I mean, <laughs> okay, that's different guys, because yes. there's four guys. There's four <laughs> actual guys there. Yeah. You know, I wouldn't see Super Kind specifically for the AI member. Yeah. That'd be really funny for concerts. Like, how are you going to perform your song with not this member existing that's gonna be interesting i mean i would i want to see that they're either gonna have to do a hologram and work around it or they're just gonna like completely erase him from live performances i mean good (laughs) it's kind of like it's it's pretty much like espa with their eyes like they don't sing they don't do it they just show up and then dance a little bit they leave That's all they do as characters. Oh, really? I didn't. Yeah, even, they don't sing. I They're, didn't even know that Espa was like well, virtual. Well, because Espa, the whole thing is like it's them. Yeah. But then they have a virtual yeah. version of themselves and some yeah. whatever. I BF. mean, I like just read about it, but I yeah. didn't know before because I never mm. like looked into Espa before that that was the shtick. But oh my god, don't you know I'm a savage? savage? <laughs> um, but yeah, I guess with all of that. That's going to be the end of our first mini episode. Hope you guys enjoyed it. I know it's gonna, it was just me talking a lot and Kristen kind of like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> but don't worry. Second episode, Kristen's going to be talking a lot more than I am. That's for sure. Uh, I'll make a promise on that. <laughs> so with that out of the way, thank you for listening. Follow us on Instagram at two piece in the snow official. And like and rate us on wherever you listen to this uh, we are on spotify Insta- spotify <laughs> instagram spotify apple podcasts and google podcasts this has been jc and Kristen, and we will see you all later bye bye